This is episode eight of the Classmate Podcast. If you don't know already, my name is Paulina, and we have a very special show for you all today. This is the last podcast of 2019, and all I can say is, wow, um, this year has been absolutely amazing. Um, it's been an amazing journey with you all, and I'm excited to see what 2020 has in store. Uh, to those of you who have been streaming, reposting, commenting, and have overall just been a supporter of the podcast, I want to thank you from the very bottom of my heart. It means the world to me, and it's truly only up from here. Uh, back to our main focus, though. This is our 2019 year in music review, and today we are going to be chatting it up about uh, some of our favorite artists, songs, albums, collabs, um, and in a special segment towards the end, we'll be sharing who we think is our artist of the decade, which is huge because 2020 is the start of something new for real. Uh, I know y'all are wondering who I have with me today because, I mean, with a topic like this, you have to have some very amazing guests, and you're in for a treat. First up, I have one of my favorite music connoisseurs who is also a phenomenal DJ, Miss Chandler Walton, a.k.a. DJ Young Roxy. What's going on, everybody? What it do? What it do? <laughs> and next up, we have another lover of music who is also a published music writer, Mr. Jonathan Lord. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Um, so I want y'all to kind of just tell the people a little bit more about yourselves, like a little background before we get into it. Yeah, so I guess I'll start it off. Um, my name is Chandler, also known as DJ Young Roxy. Um, just real quick about, I guess, my background with music. So it really started at a young age. So when I was four, uh, I used to never talk, <laughs> but I was always singing. So music really just became my first love and kind of my first love language in a sense. And it just stuck with me when I got to college. And I remember just being in uh, high school and I had a fantasy like, oh, it would be cool to be a DJ because I think I saw like uh, who was it? Uh, Spinderella. Mm. Um, she she's with uh, Salt and Pepper. And then I remember seeing this picture of Erica Badu, like with the headphone on her ear, like kind of yeah, like yeah. you know scratching pretty much. And came to college and I saw someone DJ in a house party. Shout out to DJ Supreme. I saw him DJ in a house party and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna try this um, when I get home. So I ended up teaching myself off of YouTube uh, how to DJ, and it's just kind of led me to here. And um, it's really allowed me to just expand more on my love for music, mm -hmm. uh, being able to mix in all genres. Uh, my favorite genre is R&B. Yeah. You know, uh, I say, like, that's my forefront. Um, and I still listen to a little bit of hip-hop here and there. I think I just connect more with R&B. Um, but all in all, I'm definitely just working on expanding, um, just learning about other genres right now, so. Yeah, that's a little that. quick spill about yeah. music and love Learning. and all that. <laughs> what about you, John? Um, with me, uh, my love for music came summer 2014. Um, I was I was just home. I was 15 at the time. There wasn't much going on, and I'm you know I'm just online, and then you know I just going down the YouTube wormhole. Yeah. Um, I'm you know <laughs> I, I find like I'm looking at all these artists. I find everything so fascinating, and then going through the summer. I kind of realized um, how much, you know, I cared about, like, the background, you know, behind me is, like, the business side of music. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, I, you know, I started looking looking at, you know, you know how things, you know, how things um, go about in, the, like, a record label, um, budgets and things like that. And it's just something that just stayed consistent with me um, from that moment. And then that's why, that's why, you know, I've, since then, I've decided, like, that I wanted to go into, like, music business. 
Um, I know one day I hope to have my own in- entertainment company. You know, yeah. fingers crossed. But but yeah, music is just you know it's just something that you know it keeps me going. Yeah, you know it it really does. It keeps me going. Um, I know that's that's what the guy said in the, with the heart part two um, Kendrick song, mm-hmm. but it's true. It really keeps me going. It keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, if I feel anxious, I can listen to music. It calms me down. Yeah, it's just it's just something that's always there. And I think that's important to note um, the relatability that we all kind of been able to find in music, no matter what you're listening to, kind of being able to find songs or artists that you can just really connect to, yeah. um, support throughout the year, see them grow and grow with them, Yeah, um, which I think is really dope. And that's something that we definitely put into picking all of the different uh, choices that we have for our top artists, our songs and collabs. You know, it's all stuff that we have had some time to connect with and relate to. Um, And for this episode specifically, I asked each guest, including myself, to choose our top three from each category. Um, And we're going to kick it straight off with Artist of the Year. (laughs) So Chandler, I'm going to give it over to you. Oh, my gosh. So first of all, uh, this was really hard. Uh, One, because like as a DJ, you listen to a lot of music and then you ended up you end up finding, you know, great gems and you know, just being able to connect with an artist on a greater level. So I had to shrink my list, my <laughs> list down <laughs> before I got here. So artists, right? Yes, so artists. artists, um, first off, of course, you know, I'm a lover of R and B music. So I'm gonna have to say Snow Allegra. Uh I connect with her on such a great level. I remember being uh, uh, home in one summer uh, back in Florida and I was working at Finish Line mm. and we were closing out and I remember hearing one of her songs on like a commercial so from there on I just kind of connected with her and low-key like grew up with her so she's like one artist I hold very key to me um, I think the other person I, th- I hope I'm pronouncing his name right but sir yeah, I love Sir. Uh, definitely his EPs way back when. I think I got onto him when I came to college. And I feel like he definitely uh, is at the forefront for R&B music, yeah. especially for our day and age. Um, I think he uh, keeps the foundation pretty much. Uh, definitely his album was lit this year as well. No, for real. Uh, Chasing Summers, that's real, man. Uh, and then lastly, but not least, uh, YG. Now, I love me some YG because he's just, he's just so trill, you know? Um, and I'll connect with him, I guess, on, on I guess on a hype side. Yeah. So he keeps me pretty, what do you say? I sound so old. Keeps me pretty crunk. Pretty crunk. <laughs> pretty crunk. <laughs> so, but yeah, those are my top three so far. Cool, yeah. cool. We gonna, I'm going to actually give us time to like really go into each of those three artists. Okay. Um, And then me and John will kind of fill her in with our, our other three. But for Snow, I know personally for me, like, First time I heard her was a song she had with, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, but James Pontleroy, I want to oh, say. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, like, I just mm. love his sound so much, and I was like, I have to find every song he's ever been on, <laughs> and, like, a song with her actually came up, and then I was like, okay, like, well, she sound pretty good, and then she had a song with Luke James that I really liked, yep. and yeah. she had a project that she put out, um, she had a song with Logic, too, I really like, you know, real smooth, mm. you know, I just rock with a nice little nice chill sound for sure yeah. you got some thoughts about snow i, I, I love snow <laughs> um I, I i don't know if i was maybe late to snow but the first time i heard of her is when drake sampled mm. sampled her on do not disturb mm. yeah. so then um i went to go look up the song and i was like oh what's this um so, and then you know like 
what she looks like doesn't really match with her voice. So that kind of threw me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, the album she dropped this year was amazing. Like I, I listened to it today. Matter of fact, <laughs> um, love like that. Whoa, situationships. Mm-hmm. I, I love Snow. I, I love think that's Snow. a prime example of an artist kind of taking their time and waiting for their moment because it's not like she hasn't been out here. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. sound, I think was really prominent more so around like the Tumblr age of music when yeah. things were kind of like a lot more slowed down, kind of like melancholy. But mm-hmm. I feel like she kind of waited her time and now is like the perfect time for her to kind of just be her and doing her. And I think that's a yeah. true testament to like, yeah. you got to stay true to yourself. Like don't try and switch up your sound and try and make it something else just because that's what's hot right now. Like if it's your time, if you're supposed to make it, it'll it'll come. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm not saying not innovate with tom but she definitely yeah waited her turn yeah yeah most importantly uh like with snow allegra uh if you ever notice like even on her album cover she has like a theme that she goes by like before uh they were kind of looking like comic books in a mm-hmm. sense and kind of she gives you maybe like a little bit of like a 50s yeah. vibe sometimes and it feels pretty you know pretty groovy and stuff but overall like definitely she's taking the time to just develop her sound yeah for um, sure. and again like she just made a stamp for herself so yeah, yeah she I did make it. a stamp with this <laughs> this yeah. last album definitely yeah. it whoa. did it yeah. yeah have y'all seen a music video yes. for whoa oh man i haven't seen it yet. oh I, man wait is that the one that had michael b jordan yes in it? yeah that yes. was fire i knew i loved the song beforehand but after i saw that i was like that is me i am her she yeah. is me i love like when the videos like I think a video really shows like the artist's vision for the song. Yeah. Like I feel like mm-hmm. you can feel the song, but like if you see what like visually they were thinking when they were writing it, or like how they makes how that song makes them feel, like that kind of takes it to another level. Like for mm-hmm. me personally, and I know I think Sir, I'm pretty sure he did a a, a video for Hair Down. Yeah. Did he? Yes. He yeah. Did. And I know that one. I saw some of the clips, and I really liked how he kind of involved just letting loose, you know, and adding that component with hair down off of his latest album. I know you chose him. Yeah. As one as your top three. Um, and I've been listening to Sir since twenty fifteen. Really? His debut album. Yeah. Wow. Which one? Um which one was that? I, I let me look. Cause I don't know the name offhand, but Cause I know that like, album had me like oh like I oh, had faith in art. Was it uh November? November, that's no, his album last year. That was, it was the before one last year. November. That was like his like, first major label album. Yeah. yeah. Now November, November, that's when I got on Sir. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this is yeah. crazy. November was probably Seven um, Sundays. Seven Sundays, yeah. wow. Yes, that yeah. was first and then November. November definitely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. it was <laughs> November. Yes. No, November. November was probably um like right up there with Astro, my favorite albums of last year, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. I love November. Yeah. Um, and it came out at the top of the year too, so I feel like it really set the tone for the year. It for did, music. yeah. It did come yeah. out at the top of the year, and it's like sometimes it's hard to remember like albums that come up at like the beginning because you're so mm-hmm. focused on the end. Yeah. But nah, November definitely stayed its course throughout, and I think Chasing Summer came out kind of midway August. this year yeah, around August this time. Yeah. I wish he would have dropped it a little bit earlier. Yeah. I think it definitely would have had more impact than it than it you know than it does now. Um, and not to say that. Like, you know, the credit that he got for the album isn't bad. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to hear more from him. And I feel like this this album definitely allowed him to go across the borders in mm-hmm. regards to like connecting with people outside of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, like just putting a stamp, putting a stamp on R&B music. Like yeah. I'm just so like forefront with R&B, I guess, because uh, it's been dying a little bit. But I think now everybody's just starting to get back in that feel good music again. So. Truly. The album was definitely a feel good. Mm-hmm.
I think 2019 has been a comeback year for music, mm -hmm. for sure. Like, I'm not going to say this has, like, been some of the best stuff I've been hearing, but it's been some of the best stuff I've been hearing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've definitely had some, like, I haven't felt this way about music in a very long time. Yeah. Like, it's, it's definitely been been a while and i'm not gonna sit here and act like i know so much about yg i don't listen to him like that so That's john real. if you have anything to like <laughs> add on to that point like i mean i, I like yg I don't, I don't really listen to him like that either um yeah i'm gonna be real i didn't start getting on to him until recently yeah mm -hmm. and it was the stay dangerous album mm -hmm. stay dangerous album like i had to download that all the way through <laughs> um because he was just i think for that one he was really representing for california and yeah. uh, what he stands for. And even though sometimes his songs can be a little bit jokey and maybe harsh a little bit, uh, he still brings the oomph in music. I feel like he holds it down, um, especially for uh, the artists in California in regards to, like, rap and hip-hop. So, yeah. I feel it, though. That's all right. <laughs> John, you want to get into your uh, top three? Um, my top three? So my first artist I chose was Chris Brown. Mm. Uh, I chose Chris because... Um, usually, like in the past, you know, I didn't really, I haven't really felt like his music was, you know, really personable. Um, I didn't really feel like I got to really know him personally as a person where he's at in his um, current day in life. But with um, this past album, Indigo, I, I really felt I, I, I got a sense of who he is. I got a sense of his, you know, his personal growth. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of songs that I really connected with. It's a, it's a long album. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. a long album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long album. But... There's a lot of songs that I just kept replaying. I kept relating back to that that, that I just felt. Yeah. So I it was like hats off to him for that. Um, my my next artist of, for this year was the baby. Uh, I was kind of I was kind of late on the baby. You know, um, I, like I heard of him because um, I'm from Charlotte and he's from Charlotte as well. I heard of him, but you know I wasn't really you know feeling his music. But when he dropped Baby on Baby at the top of the year. As soon as I heard that, I was like, "Oh, so this is what I what what I've been missing." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, and so I like I see why everybody um loves him, and I just feel like you know he's so animated. You know, I didn't I never expected him to blow up the way he did, and you know, knowing that he's from the city, um, you know, you just you can't help but be proud. Um, he he just he has a great personality, and then my last artist is Boogie, mm -hmm. um, Boogie from Compton. Uh, I, I I love Boogie. I remember the first time I heard I heard of Boogie was 2016. I would like to say 2016. Um, he dropped what is called Thirst 48 Part Two. Um, he, like he had he had this he had this one song on there that that really caught my attention. Um, but then ever, after that he's been like quiet. But I I remember last year when it was announced he signed with Shady. Yeah. Um. So I I was really excited for that, um, you know, for him to get a, like a major label chance. So when he dropped um, everything for sale at the top of the year, I was I was I was tuned in. I was tuned in, and I really I really love that. There's a lot of songs I can relate to, um, you know. Just you know, he's he's like a a rapidy rapper. Yeah. But you still he still makes songs that you could you could vibe out to. You feel yeah. You, mm -hmm. you can vibe. He, he makes him, records. Yeah. He like you know how to make records and still rap at the same time because not not a lot of people could really you know mesh that, and, and I just I just I love it. 
Speaking to the baby, though, that's a really good point. And what you said of like you're not expecting him to kind of blow up the way he did. And, and I know personally, I was in the same boat, even as somebody from Charlotte who's literally seen him from like when he was like baby Jesus, like mm-hmm. when he was yeah. handing out mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Letting people come to concerts for free, like handing out free tickets. Like um, I used to work at a shop in Charlotte called Velocity. Uh, shout out to Mr. D over there <laughs> holding it down. And he would come in often, you know, and just a real cool dude, you know what I'm saying? Like very simple, straight to the point. Still rocking the same type of fits, you know what I'm saying? Like he keep it cozy. Mm-hmm. So like I respect people that really don't switch up when they when they get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean for him to be having songs with like Lizzo, Post Malone, mm-hmm. like he's really like crossed over into a whole nother spectrum of like hip hop and like because yeah, Drake came to his show the other day. Like he, really, yes, and yes. said wow. like made a whole like little wow. speech. Like the baby really has. I think his character, his personality, his passion. I think he's let that really take him to the next level. And I really, I can't do nothing but respect the hustle. Like, yeah. period. I think the funny thing is, it's funny that you brought up his, like, his original name, Baby Jesus. Yeah. I remember my brother, like, I guess being, ar- not around him, but I think he got to go, like, on tour with him one time before, like, he was the baby. Yeah. And just to, like, when I first saw that, I was like, Baby Jesus. Yeah. I don't listen to nobody <laughs> named Baby, baby Jesus, Jesus, like, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. And then, like, now, I guess, like, hearing him now um, is is quite interesting. Like, his style is, is, is dope. Uh, you can hear it in, like, his last few albums or excuse me, albums, and most importantly, like, his consistency in each and every song. Like, it never fails. It's either you like one song or the other song on his album. All in all, it, it's a continuation flow. But, yeah, the baby is dope. I will give him that. Respect. Real raw. Like, he's very just bare him, and I I just respect that. Like, just unapologetically, he's the baby. Mm-hmm. He's not about to be nothing else. He's about to do what he need to do and get it done. I mean, I also respect this whole trend of artists kind of starting their own labels and, mm-hmm. like, you know, being their own management, being their own, you know, in control of what they're producing. Because I think oftentimes in history you see how people have literally been, like, shitted on by, mm-hmm. you know, their labels, um, by the industry. I mean, for example, Lauren Hill, like, I was talking to a family member about her, you know, debut album the other day just in conversation um, about another artist that will be brought up later mm-hmm. on. But... You know, she for that to be the album that it was, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and for her to basically not have really seen much of nothing off of that, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like yeah. people are this that's is crazy. this is an album that people nowadays are still like, This is my favorite album yeah. ever. And she hasn't seen like a quarter of the earnings from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's and sick. like mm-hmm. it's like she's affected so many lives and changed so many lives, but um where's the Where's the reap from her harvest? Yeah. You know? Um, and I feel for her as an artist because for somebody who had such a great album, what happens is that you end up getting isolated. So all people want to hear is just that album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, I feel like she just, she just didn't have a fair chance to really expand afterwards and really expand on the sound that she wanted to do. Yeah. And I'm sure life, you know, life ended up happening and stuff like that. Um, and now she's doing singles. But it's just... It's tough sometimes because it's like, dang, I love you, Lauren, and I'm and I'm here for you. I want to hear them other songs, but mm-hmm. can you please do X Factor one more time? For us? Like, <laughs> no, you know? for real. I wonder what like music she had kind of like tucked away to like mm-hmm. she might oh, have, yeah. she might be sitting on albums. I like, will never know. Oh yeah, because the way the music industry treated her, 
that not only does it it isolates her, but I know for me that would make me be like, well, I'm not messing with y'all no more. Mm. Y'all about to be doing yeah. that to me. Like y'all <laughs> not about to hear nothing again. Like this would be for the kids at home. Like, yeah, that's it. Whoever, like I'm not about to be putting that out there and knowing that's what y'all about to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. but that leads me into my top three yes. artists for the year. Um, first off, I I don't think we can talk about 2019 and not talk about Summer Walker. <laughs> Granted, now her like debut album over it dropped in October which is of course the latter part of the year but I mean from then on out Summer Walker has been in every single conversation Mm. um I think like I said this has like truly been her breakout year the album as a whole was a peek inside like who she is and you know that's the artist I was referencing in regards to the miseducation of Lauryn Hill because you know I've really been seeing a trend and I love it of like women releasing their debut albums that are albums that are about what they've been through, you know, relatability, like even what SZA did with Control, Mm -hmm. um, what Ari did with Shea Butter Baby, like Mm -hmm. these are albums speaking to their reality and it's giving, you know, other black women um, an opportunity to relate and feel and it's not always listening to music that's about not them, like Mm -hmm. not their experiences. (laughs) So I think that's just been a really dope opportunity for her and I'm excited to see what else. Hopefully she continues to make music and y'all stop bullying her um, and let her do her thing. Her and London on a track together I think is a phenomenal, mm-hmm. like just a phenomenal collaboration. Like I hope they stay together and or at least keep a business relationship to where they can create the music that they have been creating. Um, my next artist for 2019, it's just a personal favor of mine, um, Larry June. Mm. Um, and I chose him more so speaking to his consistency and his growth throughout the year. Um, He's dropped a lot of projects. um, And I think he's been his, he's seen consistent growth in his numbers as well. Um, And I think his flow has definitely, he's trying to add new things here and there, just kind of not have that same repetitive sound, Um, which I respect, you know, trying to switch it up. He does this trap Larry side and then, you know, his just play a Larry side, (laughs) which I like. Um, And then lastly, I put Young Thug, and I say this because I'm not saying I'm, like, the hugest Young Thug fan ever, but um, there's so much fun album that he released this year. I think it did super well and really catapulted him into, like, full superstardom um, and really turned him to, like, a household name. I mean, everywhere you go, you were hearing hot. I don't think you could go anywhere without hearing that, like, and it's so and what's that like, dance that people be doing that's hard like that's gonna be a song that people are playing for a while like not just yeah. this year so i definitely think this year for him was it was fire yeah no pun intended cause hot, you know, yeah but i think it was fire it definitely why uh young thug his album reminded me of old young thug like mm-hmm. when i first came into college and i think uh Pull Up on a Kid was on that mm. one, man. And it was just like, yo, like, this is the young thug that we was waiting on and we were looking for. And just like you said about his album, I feel like this one was just more of like, yo, I'm still here. Mm. I'm still alive. I'm still making, you know, music that y'all can hear in the club, in the car, wherever you're at, yeah. you know. And his features were just out of this world. Truly. He really, I feel like he really opened the gate up even more for Atlanta and even young Atlanta artists to come through behind him. So, Yes, I agree. Yeah, I really feel like that album did what he wanted it to do. I really feel like he made that album to help, you know, catapult his popularity. I mean, Young Thug was already, you know, popular or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
like I guess mainstream wise, um, and you know, visibility like you know, the streaming area, streaming era and whatnot. I really, I really felt like his goal for that album was to help push his career, and it did that. It did that. Yeah. It did exactly that. Like he definitely, I feel like that just was an extra sprinkle on top. <laughs> yeah. Blow now, up. Side note: Do you have a favorite song af- off of uh, Summer Walker's album? Um, first run through. I really put off listening to this album for so long because I was like, I know I'm going to be in my feelings. Um, but <laughs> I came out of it being like, yes, I'm in my feelings, but like I'm feeling a lot more than just my feelings right now. Yeah. Um, so first run through, Potential was my favorite. Like, yeah. I just love the way the beat, like the production was so well done. It was just like literally somebody humming was the like, that was the beat. I think uh, James was on that song. Of course I, he was. I think My he was on that. Man. I had to go back and look that one up. I think I'm gonna but, have to look too because I was wondering yeah. who was who was humming in the background. Because it's like this. I I had to go look because I'm like this sounds too familiar. Yeah, I've heard this sound before. Yeah, and I'm like this sounds something like he would make. You know, but yes, I love that song. Potential. Nobody else. Yeah. Is definitely nobody else. That I think the. Let me talk about writing. I mean, like. <laughs> her her pen game is out of this world it's really out of this world and i think that song i mean you think about our age range kind of right now a lot of people kind of do have that one track mind focus if they're Mm -hmm. with somebody it'd be like oh like everything you know what i'm saying and i know we me and uh sydney spoke about this on uh hello i'm in pisces part two Mm -hmm. but just saying like with these albums you know they give you a look into how people be thinking in their minds i'm not saying they always do this but you know sometimes we get a little crazy over whoever we into or with at the time Um, but yeah definitely those two songs for sure like okay dope i think mine was a body Hmm. i love the sample at the beginning yes um i thought it was just like man like once i heard that i was like yeah this is my jam. This is about to be me. And that was like my like song that I would ride to work every time. Cause it was like, yo, I need to get through this day for a second. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was a dope, really dope sample that London on the track did. I like how that sample was literally only at the beginning. I don't think I heard it in the rest of the song. Mm -hmm. Like it really was, it just set the tone Mm -hmm. and her vocals did the rest. Like Mm -hmm. I, yeah, <laughs> this, that's all I know for them, and that's gonna transition us right into our top three songs of this year. Ah, okay. So where are we at with it, Chad? I start off with one. Okay, the first one is going uh, the full song by her. I know on her EP, uh, she just did uh, just an interlude of it, mm-hmm. uh, and I was thinking to myself, like, dang, I wish she made the full song. And then once she dropped her album uh, this year, I was like, yeah, this is me. Um, I just connected to this song because that's what I was going through um, within, like, overall 2019, just going, moving and grooving. Like, I wish I could be there with you right now, but, like, I got a lot to do right now, you know? I got some stuff to handle. So it was just cool to hear how she, you know, just been on tour, and now she was able to complete a full album to just let people know, like, yo, this is where I'm at in my life right now. And thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. You know, you can feel that in the song. Um, just, you know, just listening to her. So, yeah. Yeah, I think she had a really good year, too. I know, I'm pretty sure she won a BT Award and a Soul Train Award. Yeah. So, she's been racking them up for sure. And I think another example of somebody who's kind of stayed down and mm-hmm. allowed her time to be what it is. Um, I heard a lot of her songs on, uh, I just recently watched Nobody's Fool. I heard yeah. a lot of her songs on there. So, I think she worked really uh, heavily with them on that soundtrack for that Tyler oh, Perry yeah movie that had came out recently so oh that was yeah 
and most importantly, like, uh, I know she writes too, so I, I can't imagine her, um, you know, just winning a, a, an award and, you know, the future to come um, with just the songs that she writes. So yeah. she's she's very good overall. Um, for my first song, I chose LOL SMH by Boogie. Okay. Um, I, I, that song, it, well, the album came out um, back in January, so it came out very, very much earlier in the year. Um, and I remember when I first heard that song, it just it just kind of hit me. Um, he has he comes from like a very uh, interesting perspective. Yeah. Um, you know that not a lot of artists really um, come from. Uh, like on that song, it is really about you know you you're, you're in a relationship, um, things might go sour, but you don't leave. All you can really do is just shake your head um, and, ke- and keep it moving. And then that at the at the time that was that was a big thing um, in my life. So it really just it really hit me. Yeah, yeah. I like I really do. Uh, I like Boogie a lot. Um, and I have a few songs from him that I kind of like heavily listened to. One mm. is it was a collab with him and Buddy that mm. I liked a lot. I think it's for the record. Mm. That that I track goes that crazy. Like, mm-hmm. but nah, he's definitely nice. Um, and LOL Shaking My Head is a song that I definitely, I rock with as well. Yeah, I love how, um, the, the beginning of the song and the end of the song is two different vibes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like when artists do that. I yeah, like the, the, fir- the first song, I mean the first half of the song, he's more so like talking about his, like his, his friend's, um, relationship. And then the second half of the song is him coming from like his own perspective about his relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I really love that. I rock with that too. Okay, so I'm gonna get into my first one. Um, it's crazy because I had a three that I picked, but I just it just changed like just like that. <laughs> really? like, I'm not even gonna be lie. Like, like that. I literally, I just can't. I can't sit here and say my top three songs without including "Whipped Cream" by Ari Lennox. Like yeah. I just can't. Like as wow. much as I wanted to sit here and like, I was really gonna like say some other songs, which I do like, but that song. I don't think there's another song that I know that I could play like nonstop 24 hours a day and mm-hmm. not get tired like from beginning to end. Like I mean that song has really spoke to a lot of what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um and just her vulnerability and the way that she I think the production with it is like she's speaking of these like sad things but it sounds so like it's like still like kind of upbeat, like you know it's yeah. okay, like we're gonna be like you've been everywhere, and you know I still care, but like okay, like yeah, I wish I didn't care. We're gonna keep <laughs> yeah. moving, you know. I really that song has Ari, Ari, if you're listening, I love you. That's it. Yeah, the Dreamville Fest. I'm excited to see you. Period. <laughs> Whipped cream was great, and mm-hmm. even her, uh, what was it, her music video to it? Yeah, I, again, like it definitely told the story, and it's like what was it, the last part. Uh, she sung, uh, like, not giving head ass. Like, yeah, I yeah, felt receiving, that. Deceiving, not receiving, yeah, not. yeah. <laughs> I, like, imagine myself, like, putting my two fingers on top of the dude's forehead and just, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. Like, that's, I feel like how that whole album, what the album was saying, like, it was that. Like, those two fingers on his head, like, uh, yeah. get out of my face. <laughs> like, them oh, got, got them garbanzo oh, beans. Yeah. I loved her outros <laughs> on each song, like. Uh, like that yeah. album was great, but that, that song specifically, like, really, 
just does something to me. Like, I just start grooving. Start grooving, start yeah. Grooving. We can get into your uh, next My second one, song. All right. My second song is Text Me by Diggy. And I think the uh, R&B artist he has on there, I think his, his first name is Kevin, I think. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but Text Me by Diggy. I love this song because I used to have a little crush on Diggy when he was on uh, VH1. What was it? The Run's House. Yeah. yeah. And I wrote my little, you know, four-page letter to him. <laughs> I don't know how old I was. Four-page. Yeah, four-page letter. But just to see how he's evolved as one, an artist, and even an actor now is pretty dope. And then uh, hearing his transparency in this song and his realness, um, it definitely sounds like, uh, he matured in his sound, mm. and he sounds at peace and comfortable with it. And I connected with this song, you know, like text me sometimes, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yes, I know I'm going and busy, <laughs> you know, but Not text me. it is your first song. <laughs> See how I did oh, that? Me. Look, I'm going to work on the third one when we come back around. So, yeah, that was my song. <laughs> okay, Diggy, I'm not mad at it. I'm Look, even my gay ass had a little crush on Diggy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't even mad at that. I yeah. rock with you, Diggy. Look, if you're still listening, I am available and <laughs> open. Okay, let me be. Let me be your uh, DJ. Let me be your DJ. No, for real. Hit her. Hit her. My um my second song is "Body Ain't Me" by Pink Sweats. Yes. Um, the the uh the only reason I ever heard of Pink Sweats is about, um somebody had put me on earlier this year, and when I when I heard this song, I was like, whoa, who is this? Because yes, he, he has like such a warm voice. Mm-hmm. It, it feels so like it feels so welcoming. I don't know. That's kind of probably weird to say, but it, it feels so welcoming, um, and, and it makes you feel good. Like like you you feel his emotion behind the words he's singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Body Ain't Me, who who doesn't feel like that? You know, with somebody they care about. I I hope um, I wish the body the somebody that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is me. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which is me. Yeah. But I love that song. I love Pink Sweats. I love how his he has like instrumentation, um, like on his songs. He uses like a lot of like electric guitars, acoustic yeah. guitars. Uh, with with R and B melodies, mm-hmm. uh, which you d- you don't see that that very often. So I I, I love things. So you described that song. in such a great way. No, that was that was like on 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 key. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really loving like just what everybody's saying about R and B. Like just going back to that. I mean, even for, I mean, I'm not gonna say you think about the '90s. Like R and B was a big thing for guys as well. Like I mean, yeah. they was out here in sand singing in leather outfits, like screaming. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think for Music to kind of be going back towards that where men are like really, you know, saying like, yo, I love Snow Lager. They buying the tickets before. Like crazy. Like they're yeah. buying them up. Have you checked? I checked. I'm like, yo, I got to get my ticket ASAP. Yes. Mm-hmm. And okay. so I definitely rock with that because I think R&B, again, it's not just like, you know, it is a lot. It can be slower. It can be smoother. But it's not just for the ladies. Like, mm-hmm. fellas, there's a lot of stuff out there for y'all to be tuning into. Um, for my second song that I've chosen uh, for this year, it was So Important by K Camp, which is off of his uh, most wow. recent project. Be uh, real. Way too <laughs> critical. Be real for that. Um, K Camp, he'll be sleep on my man. Yeah. And like, I really, that's an artist that I feel like, okay, like, he definitely doesn't get as much respect as he, I think, deserves. And like, like you were saying earlier, John, I think he knows how to make records. Like, mm-hmm. he really does. People get so caught up on what he, on some of his older songs, they kind of lose track of what he has now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his most recent project, Way Too Critical, was super dope. It just as a whole, it had a lot of bangers on there, but so important, I think, did a good job of just, 
having a nice rhythm, nice flow, um, something you just vibe with, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know, it's that's a that's a good track. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a that's a real good track and that's why I chose it um in my top three for this year. Yeah. And it shows that like um he stayed down, like he took time to really like find find his sound again yeah. in this new era. And like I feel like he's still on top. I do too. You I know? hope I really hope people really give him the opportunity to take it to the next level again. Like he if you see an artist like really putting in a work, like you said, kind of rediscovering, a, finding his sound again, like in this time, like you gotta respect that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and he'll his time, his time, time is gonna come. I feel it. Yeah, it's gonna come <laughs> soon. All right, my third song. All right, my third song is uh, it's called Sandstorm with Mirba uh, mm-hmm. featuring Jid. Thank you. I think I like saw her song pass through YouTube, and it was around the time uh, Revenge of the Dreamers dropped. And I sat there, listened to her song, and I'm like, yo, I feel her. I connect with her because we, we go through trials and tribulations, you know what I'm saying, with relationship. Um, and not to say I've been in a relationship, but um, I felt where she was coming from. And it was also a great collab to so put great. Jed on there. Like, who would have thought, honestly? And <laughs> it for me, it sparked the, like, yes, like, we're back on, like, the R&B and hip-hop collabs again, yeah. like, in 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it definitely, like, again, like, it helped Dreamville kind of uh, push themselves at the forefront again. But it definitely uh, created an opportunity for uh, Mirba to get on the to have a spotlight of her own. And I'm hoping to hear more from her. So yeah, that was my third song. Uh, my third song is Trust Issues slash Acting by Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really love that song. It goes back to what I said earlier about how I felt on this album, he was more personable. Um, on, on like this song, I, you know, even though, I mean, I may not directly relate to it, I can still feel it, which is something that I love about music. Uh, even if it's not something you specifically are going through, you can still feel, you know, the intent behind it. And with that song, uh, I I just loved it because I mean, like, you know, in life, every everybody has trust issues about something. Yeah. Um, and for him to you know to tackle that in that song, I I really loved it. And then for acting, you know, um, it's like a one of those songs like two and one. Mm-hmm. He really uh, he changed the vibe. Um, for the second half, and um, came from like a new a new perspective um, on uh, like on trust issues. Um, but this perspective was more so, you know, just you know, just tell me I I can take it. I can take it. Don't 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 try to spare my feelings. So I, I, I really love it. I really love that album. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing some more from uh, Mariba and uh, mm-hmm. Chris Brown. I know. <laughs> I feel my certain ways about him. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into details. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, um, you know, he definitely, he knows what he's doing when he gets in the booth. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just leave it at that. Yeah. No, not going on him. I mean, Chris Brown, he's great. Uh, he, he's great. He's great. Uh, this album was a little bit more, uh, I was able to listen to it this time, mm-hmm. even though it was a lot of songs. But uh, you can you can still hear that, you know, no matter what, he's just always going to be consistent. No matter what song or what type of genre, you know, he he decides to do, he always delivers. So, yeah, I thought it was a good album and a great song, too. Great choice. Great choice. My third <laughs> song uh, for the year, I'm going to just close it off with this one. Um, 
Crime Pays off of Freddie Gibbs and Mad Libs' uh, Bandana album that they dropped this year. I think the album overall is just... I I really liked it a lot. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 for sure. Um, but Crime Pays, I think I chose this one because this was the first single that I heard off of it. Mm-hmm. The video was super dope. Um, Freddie Gibbs kind of just re-stamping, I think, himself um, in the hip-hop narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had to take some time off. He had some major legal issues um but i definitely think that this song is a good representation of the album as a whole kind of just back to that i've really been into like kind of like play a play a shit like you know like him like primo like larry june Mm -hmm. um been listening a lot of nip dom you know kind of just like cool like lax chill vibe and shit yeah you know what i'm saying (laughs) just cruising yeah um so that's my third one for the out of 2019 i'm definitely excited to see what he might have in store for the next year and i'm really liking how artists are collaborating with uh producers for entire albums like you know really letting them hone in on their sound and showcase what they have to bring to the table too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's uh that's really dope and i think that's a great segue into our top three albums for this year which i know it's been so much music that's been put so out much. like it's been hard for i think all of us to like pick our top three from mm-hmm. all these categories because yeah. it's been like the music industry is so saturated now mm-hmm. so it's hard to kind of weave in wave through those but chan uh, as always i'm gonna let you <sighs> get us started okay so i will say this one was once again pretty hard uh but we're just gonna start off with snow allegra I think she's just always and forever going to be my favorite artist. But um, I felt like this album was uh, filled with a lot of quality of R&B, of course. Um, it sounded like she took her time with it. Um, there's not a I, I don't think I ever like I know when an album is good, when I don't have to skip as much, mm. mm-hmm. you know, because it, it would be silly for me to say, like, you know, well, I won't say that. But it's hard for me to say that I like every song on an album. But this album right here. This album right here, y'all, no skips. I think it's like maybe two songs I didn't download, but I think uh, those feelings again was definitely something for the ladies and something that like you can just always keep in your music caliber because she speaks to us, you know, and hopefully she speaks to the guys too, you know, Um, but she was able to just tell a story that nobody really tells um, or she allowed herself to be vulnerable through her music and which I love and I feel like we need that overall definitely within these next few generations to come so yeah I thought it was a great album me I hate to keep bringing him back up but everything's for sale by Boogie (laughs) (laughs) keep coming back to him keep coming back to him um but I I love that album y'all don't y'all don't understand how excited I was um when he first announced it I was I was all in on his um his promotional campaign like he did like this campaign where you like you know you've seen them commercials with, like car salesmen like yes. everything must go everything yes. must go um he did that he did that for his album and i, I was so excited i remember counting down um when it dropped and when it dropped uh i, I listened to it all the way through I, I for me personally the album doesn't have any skips mm-hmm. um he makes he and like all the music is so relatable um, cause that's why I really feel like it's about, is it's about music that you can feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I really felt him in different perspectives. Um, he chose to go out through that album, talk, talk about, um, his relationship with his baby mother, mm-hmm. um, his, his relationship with his, um, current girlfriend, his relationship like with his son, him 
you know, being on the road so often, sometimes he comes home, he doesn't feel like, you know, him and his son um, could relate to each other. And I, I just I just love the different avenues that he took, the way he sp- spoke his mind, spoke his heart. You, you know, you can always tell when somebody's, you know, telling the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this in this album, I really, I really felt him. That's a great, that line right there, I think is very important to note because, I mean, in conversation or like talking, sometimes you can't, but I feel like in music, you can feel it. Like you can definitely tell when somebody's really speaking on stuff that they feel and it's from their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a perfect leeway into my top album, my number one top album, tying it back in. I feel like we've all kind of mentioned these artists prior, mm-hmm. but Shea Butter Baby and I, <laughs> I mentioned this on the out on the uh, Hello My Pisces Part Two, uh, with Miss Sydney Tune. I mean, this album. From beginning to end, no skips. I've down like this is one of the only albums I have in my phone that I've downloaded the entire the entire album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I really wasn't on the Ari train initially. Like I had a few songs off of um her first her first mm-hmm. uh like EP or yeah. like what's it foe yeah, yeah and I had and you know recently gone back and listened to it, like dang like I was really sleep because she got some bangers on oh, here too, yeah. but. Um, I actually went to Sydney's house one day and we were just chilling and she threw on Shea Butter Baby like the video though and the video is what really did it for me mm-hmm. like to that song and I was like yo like you know she vibing she grooving <laughs> and then I, I went through and I was to the album and I was like wait like she, we vibing we grooving like and the ability to just relate throughout it's not even just about romantic stuff but like new apartment like Someone go home and it's like when I got my new apartment this year, I just threw them, I took my clothes off, do everything down. Okay. Like I'm vibing, Skin I blasted sweater. it, like <laughs> blasted it, like that album. I don't think I've ever been able to relate to an album more. Um, and I just am so thankful that artists just feel comfortable bearing themselves in that mm-hmm. way um, and giving people like me something to relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Shea Butter Baby. That's a forever classic. That's the that's gonna be the one that between that and over it in the morning the kids gonna hear that on Saturdays. <laughs> I know it's time to start cleaning. Saturday cleaning. It's yo. time to start cleaning because oh if that song, I'm gonna be in the hallways like let's go. <laughs> Shea butter, get that Shea butter Shea off that butter. ground. Man. Shea butter. That's a classic forever. Like that's gonna be like my my Luther album. Yeah. Dude, like for real. Oh wow. That's you gonna real be like that. that's gonna be like my Luther album. Wow. Like, for real. Yeah. Now, see, Shea Butter Baby was my second album. I think I'm going to switch it up, though. Okay. I'm going to have to put Solange out there when I get home. <laughs> Dang, are you so- <laughs> No, me and Champion are the yeah. same. We be on the same wavelength. This bro. is why. So, one, like, just a backstory of Solange from my perspective. She has definitely evolved um, in regards to her sound. Um, one, I feel like she had to because everybody will always try to line her up with her sister. Mm-hmm. So I think I love that one, even before that seat at the table. She took the time, you know, to just write the story. And the crazy thing is, like, even though you can connect with those songs on a personal level, and the same thing with this album, When I Get Home, we connect with these songs on a personal level, whether if it's intimate um, or not. She's also telling the story around her mm-hmm. by relating it to, you know, just her growing up in Texas. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, explaining the culture. Same thing that she did with New... Uh, I was about to say New Orleans. But <laughs> same thing that she did with The Seat at the Table. Yeah. But I love um, this album. 
because it just changed the uh she shifted and she geared uh a new sound for music um yes she may not say a lot in her lyrics and stuff but she, i feel like for me she's definitely telling a story um and just making a overall good project so yeah Definitely some lunch. I'm gonna speak to that when we go back around because okay. that's <laughs> yeah, that's on my list hear, for yeah. sure. That's on my list for sure. John, where you at with your second album? Uh, my second album is Chasing Summer by Sir. Mm. I really love that album. I really love that album. I'm like, I know I said earlier about his um, album November um, from 2018, and that was one of my favorite albums of of last year. For him to come back with his second album the year, a year later and that still um, be one of my favorite albums of that year, that's that's amazing. Um, cause I always used to feel like Sir was like the forgotten artist of TDE, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I really felt like, you know, people when they, you know, they think of the- TDE, they don't really think of Sir, mm-hmm. but I really think with like this album, he's starting to really, you know, make his mark. I know right before his album, he signed like a distribution deal, um, you know, to, you know, push his music some more. Um, and then like this album I'm going through, I'm listening to it and then, and then like I'm relating to each song in my like in my own personal way mm-hmm. um it might not be the way you know he you know intended it but that's the way i personally relate to it and i'm just like i'm just like wow like i'm I'm really feeling this like i haven't this i hadn't felt um something like this for every song since uh, no boogie at the beginning of the yeah. year yeah so um just being able to get that feeling on the r&b side of things it um it was really great yeah i really uh, really like uh you can't save me off of that album yeah like, Word, i okay. think he did a good job of, again, just allowing himself to be vulnerable and opening up in a way of showing, like, this is how I'm feeling about relationship-wise. And I feel like, mm-hmm. again, around this age, this is our kind of first encounters with, like, real serious relationships with people, like adult relationships. It's mm-hmm. not like we're in high school or middle school anymore. Like, you know, we're 22-plus, 23-plus, you know, like, really mm-hmm. engaging in relationships with people that we might, you know, be with long-term, you know, mm-hmm. married or whatever the case may be in. I think he really hit on some important notes and points about self-realization as well. Like, Mm -hmm. just in that process of, like, you know, you can't save me. Like, I got to save me. Like, Mm -hmm. as much as you might want to try, this not going to work. So, and he he said it so beautifully, though. You can't Mm -hmm. be mad at him. And he said it, which I really respect. And I, sir, another artist that I really, I really, really rock with him. I love that he keeps it. If you ever hear, he keeps it a little gangsta. He does. Mm-hmm. It's like it's that Inglewood. Yeah, gangsta army. No, for real. That's that Inglewood for real. Mm. Shout out to his brother for just win- mm-hmm. winning yeah. rhythm and flow. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize he was actually on Sir's like first album, Seven Sundays, that I brought mm-hmm. up earlier. He actually was featured on one of those tracks. So it's all in the family because I believe one of their other cousins is uh, Iman Omari. I don't know if y'all listen to... Are you serious? Yes, mm. that's another cousin. And then, wow. oh wait, it was another cousin. It's a female. And somebody said it and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Oh no, I don't remember who it was. Wow. It's like, uh, I don't know. When I figure it out though, I'm definitely going to send it yeah. out. Because it was like a, it was a female artist and they were like, that's their cousin as well. And I was like, there's no freaking way. Like, <laughs> this is all... It was Tiffany Gouch. Are you serious? Yes. What? And don't they all have similar sounds? Like, now yeah. that you really think about it, like, they have similar. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know what family now, jeans mm-hmm. they got going on in there, but. A playlist yeah. is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, who? <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Um, my next artist that I chose for my favorite album, my next album, um, is going to be The Port of San Francisco by Larry June. This album is what really uh, got hip to him off of. Mm-hmm. Um 
I had a friend on social media who kept posting his songs, and I was like, yo, like, I'm really, like, liking how these songs are sounding, like, well, what's up with him? Um, kind of started listening to the album, and then, you know, started following, actually following Larry June on Instagram and socials, and I just love what this man stands for. I mean, his music is not filled with, like, a lot of, like, sex and, like, just being really explicit with his content. It's really just saying how he made it, you know, and how he came up, um... I like how the album has different, some of his different sounds. So like, always want more. I'm getting more of like a kind of like a classic like '80s feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but '90, uh, 1987 vet. Like I'm just getting like you cruising with your girl, or like you know it's like summer, like you know sun's going down, like you just you just vibing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get smoothies. I love that as well because it really ties into like things that he likes. Like this man literally speaks about making organic smoothies you know like he has his own orange juice line like he his thinking is so much like out of the norm i just really really like i i i love that and i love seeing that in artists um them realizing us a lot more than the music you know and like being able to infuse that into the music though and Mm -hmm. like say their processes and how they've gotten to where they are um i brought him up in uh episode five paying pays well and just saying like it's great to find artists that you can relate to in that way that have similar backgrounds of you know really putting in the work and and Mm -hmm. seeing and reaping the rewards um he's a single father so he speaks about that a lot Mm -hmm. uh which i love as well just really tying it into like him being a G at the end of the day, like him not needing all that other stuff, just mm-hmm. staying down and focused. And I think that's something that we can all relate to. Yeah. I haven't heard of him before. You got to check him out. I'm actually, I feel like I've seen you uh, post him a couple of times maybe. Love or him. Or like think possibly like put it in the playlist, but I'm going to go check him out. No, nah, for sure. Definitely. And I'll give you my feedback. <laughs> I can't wait to hear I it. I feel like I'm going to rock with him though. I think he you will too. pretty true. Oh. I, I really do think that you will. Like he, he definitely has a sound that's very like, it's cool. You could throw that in an R and B mix and be straight. Like, okay. and they're not gonna people are not gonna blink an eye. Yeah. I don't think. Like, I wouldn't. I'd be like, okay, like nice little switch up and then back to R and B. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, say that. Say that. <laughs> All right, my last album. My last album. I was gonna say, uh, man, I, I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Rhapsody. Um, this last album was great. Uh, I feel like she does not get the credit that she deserves, but I love her humility. Um, and how she continues to stay humble. I think it was very creative that she was able to um, name each song um, based on a person, mm. you know, um, and tell the story behind that. I love how she sampled from Aaliyah, you know, because she's like, uh, she's one of those like uh, people that we just look up to, you know, as, as R&B style overall. And I felt like she was trying to tell the story for women. Um, and I, and I hope and pray that, that, you know, it don't, it not only, you know, just changes people's lives now, but it definitely leads her into more success. Um, And I can't wait to hear more from her. I just hope, I just pray that like, uh, overall that like female hip hop artists just continue to keep doing what they're doing, you know, because, um, it's, we're creating our, our sound. We're, we're back on the grind again. Um, and even like other artists like uh, Megan and and uh, so many more. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely think Rhapsody. She holds it down from very uh, from a poetry side. Yeah. And she's a great wordsmith. She <laughs> no, definitely from a lyricism like or like lyricist pers- perspective, she definitely holds that down mm-hmm. and definitely brings I think 
a different like I feel like all of the female artists that are like kind of really big right now are bringing different things to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for somebody to get Queen Latifah on the album, exactly like que- the queen, <laughs> the queen, like you got her on a, that she's rapping new lyrics on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Khadija James, no, you cannot say like you can't. <laughs> You can't beat that, like, yeah. And that's a North Carolina. She's from North Carolina, yeah. Mm-hmm. So shout out to NC, for real. Shout for out to real. NC Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. We rocks with you over here, yeah. Um, my last album is Indigo by Chris Brown. Um, I chose that album just simply off of just replay value. Y'all, y'all don't know how many times I play that album. <laughs> y'all don't know. No, that. for real. I mean, the album has twenty-seven songs, so <laughs> you gotta like something. And I, I think, um. I wouldn't say I like every song, but I like an album's worth of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, There's at least 10, 10 to 15 songs on that album that I play consistently. And, and you know, it's like, it's a whole bunch of different vibes. I, I know in the past, me personally, I've critiqued Chris Brown saying, you know, a lot of his songs sound the same. He doesn't really deviate from his, you know, same old formula. Mm-hmm. But on, on this on this album, you get... You get like a you could get like a poppy Chris Brown, you get like mm-hmm. a funky Chris Brown, you get that that um slow R and B Chris Brown, mm-hmm. that ratchet Chris Brown mm-hmm. and it all fits <laughs> together, which is something something that I really love. So I, I have to go with Indigo. I, I really love that album. I yeah. have to go with Indigo. <laughs> no, I feel that. And I definitely uh listen to this last album, probably the same amount you listen to that. Um mm-hmm. When I get home, I know you mentioned it already yeah. earlier, uh, Chan, but that album, I think A Seat at the Table, I really, I liked that album a lot, and I definitely thought it was needed. It was a great, it was just a great coming out album for her, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I think this album, she definitely honed in on that Houston sound. Like, I love, like, that chopped and screwed, like, pieced <laughs> up, you know? Like, that's what really did it for me. Like, yeah. a lot of the beats were just, like, you know, you kind of, like, it's kind of, like, what those cars when they had hydraulics, like, you just yeah, hear like yeah. different pieces like go up and down. Like I feel like that album, this you know, when I get home, really did that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, her collaborations, uh, Gucci, Playboy Cardi, like mm-hmm. I think those songs were very like. She played into their sounds and how they move, mm-hmm. and I think she kind of capitalized off of that in her own way, which I thought mm-hmm. was really dope as well. But overall, I mean, that was one of my top albums listened to of the year in my like. 2019 replay on Apple Music. Yeah. Um, but definitely a super fan. Yeah. So dope. So dope. I just love her overall. Like, you know, like you said, like with her collabs, um, it's just cool to hear how she was able to um, take those and connect it to her story. Yes. And, uh, and really, like, she picked the right people because they were both able, they were all able to connect. And you can hear, I mean, even though Gucci not saying much on the yeah. song, but you can hear, like, you, you can know, hear that slang. I'm Gucci, like, and yeah. I wear Gucci. Like, <laughs> like and even Playboy Cardi, like, you know how hard it is for, like, a, think of, like, an R&B artist having a song with Playboy Cardi. That's hard. Mm-hmm. He doesn't rap like a, it's not like somebody that you just think, like, let me throw him on a feature. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely excited to see what she has coming up. I hope, you know, like we talked about the baby collaborating with everybody, like I could see that being a potential mm-hmm. collaboration. Really, with Solange. I really could Let's see that, it. and yeah. I feel like it would be something like really crazy. Mm-hmm. Like we would ne- like that's something we, we would have never, never heard. It. You know, she helped uh, Tyler 
Tyler the Creator on his album too. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense though. Can you tell? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I was. I had to go look that up. I was like, this sounds too familiar. You can. I, you could tell. Yeah. Even with that Cardi collab, like kind of letting mm-hmm. him have his own time to like say his verse. Like yeah. just yeah. music kind of cuts down a little bit, yeah. and he does his thing, and then it wraps back in. Like yeah. I definitely think that that's. I love. I just love how she's moving now too. Like she's found yeah. her purpose, I think for sure, mm-hmm. and she's been executing yeah, her own well. identity. Yeah, musically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a great, another great segue into talking about collaborations, collabs. Mm-hmm. Our top three collabs of the year. Our last major category. Okay, first one: Burner Boy featuring uh, Georgia Smith. Uh, mm. Man, what's mm, the? She coming out the game. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, let me. I gotta look this one up. Uh, because this this song has actually been on repeat, and I and I love how uh, Afro Beach is just starting to come back on the scene. But I thought that song was pretty cool. Um, I think it's definitely bridging the gap for everybody um, to just again like hear other sounds besides their own. Uh, I think it's called Gumboy. I could be wrong though. Gumbo- Gumbody, Gumbody. I think. Come back to me on that. Okay, one. but definitely Look, if y'all search, definitely that one. if you search those two names together, it'll pop up immediately, and just know it's gonna be heat if mm-hmm. Chan is saying it is because she's a DJ, so <laughs> she knows yes. what she's talking about. But if I'm wrong, y'all, y'all correct me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first collab is Racks in the Middle. Okay. Um, I, wow. Yeah, I I love that song. You know, it's a song you put on and you ride and you just you, you just you just gotta bop your head. Um, and then. Like and after um, Nipsey died, uh, may you rest in peace. Um, after he died, a lot you know you start listening to the lyrics and interpreting it differently. Yeah, um, it's almost eerie. Yeah, because it, 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 like you can you can take the lyrics he was talking about and like apply it to what like what recently happened to him at that time, mm-hmm. and just like whoa, you know it, it's it's kind of like he's like looking at everything in like a bird's eye view, like life in a bird's eye view, which is which is a a, cr- a crazy thing to think of mm-hmm. but i really love that song i love um roddy on the hook um and then just how they met mesh together and that being the last song like he officially released before his death um it's just it's just crazy to think of but that's a song i, I really played out this year yeah we can't mm-hmm. really talk about 2019 without talking about nipsey hustle either and i know he hasn't been brought up really a lot mm-hmm. in this episode but I mean, um, it really is. Like, I could go back and listen to some of his other songs, and some almost really eerie about just hearing how he spoke of death and mm-hmm. what he thought of, what you know could be of him in the next few years, or even some of his friends that he's lost along the way, saying how it doesn't feel the same without them being here. Um, but also saying, like in that same breath, it's like I would want you to keep moving forward. I want you to keep putting your best foot forward. So it's definitely a that that one really hit for real mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. that was like when people talk about Tupac or Biggie like you know in the older generations like you know how they felt it and they were like whoa like like I feel like stuff kind of stopped like when I found out like, I was like yeah. yo like what do you mean like like I got emotional off of that like mm-hmm. Nipsey really like he spoke from a place of not saying like he knew everything but speaking of this is what got him through and to this point um and just sharing like people don't want to share anymore people don't mm-hmm. want to help they don't want to give support or you know give people like kind of like oh i'm giving you game like he gave mm-hmm. people game always respect that rex in the middle that's gonna be a classic just because especially the timing mm-hmm. like it's gonna be it's gonna be a song that people are definitely thinking about for a while um 
my first collab was uh got muscle go link featuring pee Longway and wave iq okay i really i didn't expect i was like Golding has a song with Pee Wee Longway. I was like, this doesn't, what's this gonna sound like? Like, this don't sound right. But Golding, I think around this time, was definitely coming into more of a sound that I was really rocking with more so than some of his older stuff. Um, so, I mean, the beat, Longway's verse, like, Golding really rolled that beat too. Like, I just, all around, great collab. Yeah, I feel that. Definitely. Oh, and I found the right name, y'all. It's Gumbody. Okay. Yeah. Y'all check Gumbody. it out. Um, my second song. My second song. This one was pretty hard. But uh, I would like to say, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. No guidance. No guidance with Chris Brown and Drake. Because, one, like, when I first heard the song before the album, I was like, yo, this song is about to be like, you know how work was? You know how when yeah. work plays, like, you just, it's just that one song that you can always forever drop. I think this is going to be the song for our generation. It like, is. It's going to be one of those songs where our kids are going to be looking at us like, what in the world, mommy? Like, y'all just don't know. Y'all don't know about this, right? <laughs> y'all don't know. Like, it just <laughs> like, it gets everybody, like, <laughs> hype in a party you know what i'm saying yes. like like bring out the doggone soul train line <laughs> y'all like, let's just come on and just break it down to this but no guidance chris brown and jake phenomenal, phenomenal. collab phenomenal phenomenal um for my second song i have sleep deprived um off of revenge of the dreamers three wow yeah and, and let me make sure I, I get all the artists that's on there uh loot omen mez and davion i hope i'm saying that right but I, I love that song because, you know, it, it it gives you hope, you know, because um, the song is is about, you know, you work really hard for something, you try and you try and you keep getting, you know, shutting your face, you pray, you pray for it, but you know, it's, it's all about you know staying on course, um, and you know it, it'll all work out. Just keep believing, keep having having faith in it, and, you know, and you know this time of my life being in college, that's something that you really need to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to to keep pushing because sometimes you just feel like, man, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look. But it's feeling like that this past semester. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But you know, but you know, it's all about keeping hope alive, keeping faith. You know, believing in yourself, believing that you can do it, staying consistent. And I really felt that song helped convey that. So I really love that song. My uh, next collab was on Chill, Wale featured Jeremiah uh, off of his off of Wale's latest album, uh, Wow That's Crazy. I think that song again it just goes back to just being a nice like vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Jeremiah on the hook just really did it. Um, Wale, I mean, I'm not gonna say like he was just spitting bars, and I just was like so in love with what he was saying, like. I was just like, the hook was just like, that's what did it for me. Like, Wale really could have said whatever he wanted to, and I was just rocking with the Just going to go with it. And it just, you know, he flowed into it. So I think that collab, though, is just, I mean, people, I've heard that a lot. Like, that, heavenly influence. Yeah. Like, that's that's banger. I feel like that's the vibe up there, too, which, like, just allows parties to go on long. That's a record. Yeah. And you can spin that. I like that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um. My third song, I'm gonna go with uh, "Got Me" with uh, Ari mm-hmm. Lennox, Ty Dolla Sign, Ty Mother Dolla Sign. Mm-hmm. He tore that up. Mm-hmm. He tore like, that up. He really like came in on ten thousand on the first verse, mm-hmm. 
And then, like, you bring in Ari Lennox, mm-hmm. like, come on. Phenomenal. And then they wrapped it up with uh, Omen and Drizzy, which is great. I'm I'm very thankful that they still got her on the album, yeah. uh, Drizzy. I feel like she needed that. Um, and it was nice. Like, like I know J. Cole or anything like that. But <laughs> I feel like even though people are like, yes, this part is unnecessary, but I feel like it was needed. Yeah. You her know part what I'm was nice. A nice finish, I think, on there. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I liked it in there. But yeah, that's that's one of those bangers that I will always play. <laughs> Definitely. Um, my last my last collab is That's Why I Love You by Sir and Sabrina Claudio. Wow, um, yeah. I, I love that song. Um I remember I remember when I first heard it, you you just listening to it and you just like back to back lyrics, you just feeling it and feeling it. Mm-hmm. And, um and I mean, think what you want, feel what you want by Sabrina Claudio. Um, she killed that verse. Yeah. She killed that verse. Um, I, and on that song, I feel like she has probably one of the best lyrics I've heard this year. She says, um, I don't want your heart if you can take it away. And that's just, that's something I just like, man, you know, you never really think about it like that. But like, yeah, like, you know, how strongly she feels, um, you know, for the person she's singing about. Yeah. But, and, and it's a weird, like balancing the song because the song overall is about you know two people who feel strong for each other but they can't commit mm-hmm. um so you know i guess you know with that line kind of you know dives into you know commitment issues trust issues and things like that but that but that song in the, the amount of layers that i well me personally have pulled back from that song is you know it's something that you know it really gets you thinking and then just hats off to Sir. He had, he had a great <laughs> nah, year. He had a vision he had with a this one. Year. And I think his promotion, that's another thing I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Being that the album was like, the premise kind of uh, theme was like traveling. Travel, yeah. mm-hmm. His rollout for it, like, I mean, and even in the album, like, beginning, it's like the uh, air flight attendant, like, saying, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. buckle your seatbelts, get on board. And then at the end, it's like when they're getting off the plane. Mm-hmm. Like, I love when artists pay attention to detail like that and incorporate, like, even his. um his release party had like a mock plane in there. Mm. Like you're actually sitting in the seats, like the air, like you're hearing, like as like you're flying, like those, yeah. those touches, yeah. like just really make it like, wow. Like you really, it really allows you to dive into yeah. the album and man. Yeah. yeah. I know we can go on all day about we that. We can go but on all day. I love that. Yeah, you see like the thought he put behind that. I'm like, the, you know, how much he cared that, you know, you can, you really see like his vision and his picture for that and make sure that is conveyed vividly Mm -hmm. um, to the listener. So yeah, I I love it. And another album that I think had a lot of attention to detail as we've discussed just with who they've allowed to be on um, the project, um, you know, Revenge of the Dreamers uh, three Mm -hmm. just dropped. Um, Well, not just, but dropped this year. This leads to my third collab, uh, which is Oh Wow Swerve. Featuring Cole, Zoink yeah. Gang, oh, Key, and Max. So yeah. I'm going to just say this. Cole, I appreciate what he brought to the song, and I like how the song kind of had, like, two different, like, it just switched in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Key and Maxo together <laughs> is, like, a match made in heaven. Like, Maxo is just very, like, like he's mm-hmm. just, like, the way he rides the beat is very Houston, very, like, it's gritty. Mm-hmm. Key, I love how it's, like, it's just like the animation mm. and the infusion of like different like you just add a lot of energy like between the both of them it's just like that last part I could ride <laughs> yeah, down to that yeah, all yeah. day but I yeah. do appreciate Cole's first part and kind of setting it up 
But like that last part just knocked it out for me. Like I remember when it switched, I was like, wait, like I was like, like, like what? what? And then yeah. even like how they added a jid at the end, and that was like kind of as the song was closing. Now you don't really hear all of his verse; mm-hmm. you just hear that last little part. Yeah, it like out. Yeah. it was, I think that was a that was a good touch. Oh yeah, perfect touch, touch mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, but that wraps out my top three collabs, which leads us into what I think is probably like the most important part. Who's our artist of the decade? This was so hard. But I'm just going to go ahead and say it, Drake. Here's why I say Drake. Because now, I don't I don't listen to a lot of Drake, but the bankers that he does have and the albums that he does have, um, it, it just has a big effect on everybody. Like, everybody likes it. It's like all the way down to, like, my daddy likes it low-key. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know it's real. You know, we got to see him or we got to grow up with him. Um, and we've heard his sound, or we've heard his uh, sound evolve. And now where he's at with music, I can't imagine what this this next decade yeah. is about to be with Drake. Truly. So he's been consistent, um, and definitely for the young generation. So I'm going to say Drake. Um, you know, you said it was hard for you to pick, but for me, because I, I had Drake too, it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy. When I saw um, Artist of the Decade, I just, I just knew Drake. Um, cause I don't think anybody has been as consistent as he has. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like you said, we, we've seen him evolve. Uh, and there's one, there was one point in time during his decade where <laughs> to me, Drake didn't have a bad verse. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he, like he didn't, he didn't have a bad verse at all. He got, he got on a song and cause it, it was a certain time people were saying a song is Drake featuring Drake. Yeah. Like he just, he just took over the song. And and I feel like from there he started you know evolving and he saw how easily he was able to like to cross over to pop, and mm-hmm. making them big international records and how you know how well accepted they are. Um, it, it, it's just amazing to see a, a rapper be able to do that, especially a rapper from Canada. Yeah. Because before Drake, you you know nobody was really looking towards Canada uh, music wise, mm-hmm. um, expe- especially in hip hop. But just to see somebody who was um, a rapper from Canada who was on a children's show just come over and take take over hip hop like that and stay consistent, mm-hmm. stay putting that hit, stay evolving and staying on top of top of the curve, top of, uh, ahead of the game, it's just it was it's just been amazing to see. And he and you know he doesn't even look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, not like, at all. Which not is which all. is crazy. He like it's just crazy to imagine that. He's not. He's he, after all. He's accomplished all. He's done. He's not. He, he, he's not done yet. Yeah. He's not done yet. He has much more to give us. So, like you said, I'm. I'm excited to see what he does in this next decade because because he's done a lot this yeah, past. Yeah, he's done a lot. <laughs> he's done a, no, he has done a lot. And I liked how he posted like his kind of comparison of like the beginning to end mm-hmm. and showing like his first one was like he had like a version mobile playing behind him that was like mm. Welcome Drake or whatever. And then the last one was like his OVO playing like his own. Playing. His own like, doggone plane. His own doggone plane. <laughs> like, um, and so definitely can agree with him being uh and definitely top artist of the decade. And I think for me mine was uh Beyonce. Yeah. And I say Beyonce because it's not like she hasn't been around. I mean, two thousand ten she had already been around for like as a solo artist, like seven, seven years. years mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, you know, she had definitely did some groundwork. But I think from two thousand ten to now, you think about her her role in music and like just superstardom 
like somebody I saw it on Twitter last night actually like she's the celebrity for celebrities like literally they fangirl (laughs) over her like the opportunity to even be in the same space as her like literally like see her like it's just crazy um when you think about the album she put over out over this past decade for 2011 yeah Beyonce in 2013 Oh dropped gosh. just out the blue. Mm-hmm. Yo. She really started she and game. I saw no I, she changed yeah. the game she changed the with game. that. Like people with literally, she literally did like just dropping something out the blue. Mm-hmm. People weren't doing that. She beforehand. set the tone. Yeah, she, did. she did. I was in my what was it? I was in my uh I was like parked and I saw like the album pop up on my phone. I was like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Beyonce <laughs> dropped the album. What? Like drop oh, crazy. Yeah. Uh lemonade. Is there anything else to even say? Like, and then for the fact yeah. that I think you, when you throw in the fact that you can't even, you couldn't even stream it everywhere. Like, I was trying to find ways to find this album because nobody wanted to download title. They didn't want to pay. <laughs> they didn't want to even get the free trial. Mm-hmm. Like, people were trying to find ways to, like, get them. Like, and that was a smart move, of course, on their end. Um, you know, her and Jay and just, like, placing certain albums on there because people at the end of the day, if you're going to willing to, you're just going to pay. Mm-hmm. Um but I think throughout this decade, um, and I mean, from there, there's been more like, I mean, the Lion King album, the Homecoming Tour mm-hmm. um, album, all of the above. It just has shown, I think, her uh, evolving in a way business-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, she's definitely, the way the, she moves now is a lot more, um, it's a lot more mystery behind it. You really don't know what's next. She kind of keeps things definitely under wrap. Um and it's just like whenever she drops, it's golden. Mm-hmm. Like anything, like mm-hmm. she could drop a Sesame Street song, golden. It's going like super platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so definitely on a business end, you've seen that. I mean, as a performer, her performing has, I think, definitely developed and evolved um, in a better and better way. Like mm-hmm. throughout the years, mm-hmm. like. I can't think of a better performer than her right now. And I'm, I mean, I know people who have their feelings about Chris Brown being one of the best, but I mean, Beyonce, She's you think about being able to hold a note and like be like, just like, oh, like I can't yeah. even put it into <laughs> words. Like, you th- Homecoming, that whole from beginning to end, like, yeah. what she did for that. No, I haven't seen any artist willing to go to those limits to provide such a show and experience and tie in so mm. much of her experience as a black woman and the experience she wanted at, at an HBCU at that HBCU. she didn't get to go to. Like, yeah. it's just so many different things she infused with that. But like from 2010 to 2020, I think Beyonce has, again, another example of somebody catapulting themselves into, she's going to be, I think, one of the most famous singers ever yeah, of, all of all time yeah and i love the fact that like she brought destiny's child out mm-hmm. and her sister yeah because that was part of her like that kind of helped her get to where she is now so just being able to just sit there and watch her for two hours just dance the night away mm-hmm. it felt like you was there low-key the documentary like phenomenal to tie that in and have that other look into because we don't see so much of what they have going on. I think that's why Lemonade did so well too because mm-hmm. it answered a lot of people's questions that yeah, well, mm-hmm. it might not even been talk about him. You never know. Like you just you still never know. Yeah. But like yeah. it definitely Lemonade. I mean, from the parodies to just the singles that were on there, like the videos. You can't you can't go wrong. Yeah, like you can't <laughs> go wrong. And I um earlier I love how you mentioned how 
you know, you said she's grown as a performer from yeah. the beginning of the decade to the end of the decade. And that's crazy to think of because at the beginning of the decade, she still was a top performer. Yes. <laughs> yes. She still was a top performer at the beginning of the yes. decade. So for her to, you know, to still grow, just, it that's crazy to think of. Because I, in my personal opinion, the top of the decade, nobody was touching her as a performer. Mm-mm. And we're in a decade, and nobody still is. Nobody is. So Nobody's touching her. That's, that's a testament to her to the work her work ethic um how much she cares the time and effort she puts in um that's this is amazing to think about Mm -hmm. and i think that's a great way to close off this phenomenal podcast i want to thank my guests today for coming and sharing how they feel about you know this 2019 year in music um i want y'all to share y'all socials any new projects y'all have coming up anywhere to find your work yeah, so thank you again, Paulina, for uh, allowing us to be on the show. I really do mm-hmm. appreciate you. This is great. Um, but if you guys want to follow me, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, it's DJ Y-U-N-G Roxy, R-O-X-C-I. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter if you want. Uh, it's DJ Roxy. Uh, and you can also follow me on Apple Music and Spotify and Tidal <laughs> and <laughs> Apple Podcasts. All of, mm-hmm. all, the, all of the above. If you go to my Instagram and, you know, just press the link, uh, you can check out playlists that I've made recently. Um, and I'm hoping to put out more mixes in this next year. So if you guys have requests or any songs that you want to put me on, definitely feel free to send them to me. Um, I'm always open and willing to learn um, what everybody around me is listening because it just helps me uh, be a better DJ. So, yeah, thanks again, Paulina. So, um, Yes, thank you, Paulina, for you know bringing me on here. Um, I've always I've always wanted to be on a podcast. I've always I'm wanted glad. to be there, especially a podcast talking about music. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. So, um, you know, for for you to be able to, you know, I guess make me lose my podcast virginity, I guess. <laughs> 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 um, I'm I'm very grateful. So, thank you. Um, so yeah, you guys you can follow me um Instagram, Twitter at John Boogie underscore J O N B O O G I E underscore. And you can also follow me on Apple Music, the same name without the underscore. And um, as she mentioned earlier, I write music articles, like music-related articles, um, album reviews, song reviews, uh, or just what's going on in the music industry. You can find my articles at uh, dystopia.com, D-I-S-C-T-O-P-I-A.com. Um, you just check it out. I've, I've been doing it since probably like May, so I have a lot of articles on there. Just check it out. If you want to provide feedback, hit me up on IG, Twitter, whatever. But, yeah, so, again, thank you, Paulina. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure to have y'all on today. Um, definitely check them out. Uh, y'all already know where to hit me on socials, at underscore Lena Bean. Uh, special, special uh, kind of surprise, I guess. All the songs we talked about today will be listed in a playlist, a classmate in the year playlist that will be dropped um, with the podcast so as you're hearing this, it'll be available on Apple Music. So hit that link in my bio because I know it'll be there. Um, again, thank you for a great 2019, y'all. I'm excited for 2020. Y'all already know we out. <laughs>